Shit, are we doing a podcast tonight? <laughs> well, it didn't seem like it when I got home at 8.30 and Hunter was MIA. Honestly. Yeah. I had, I had a buddy over um, around dinner, and then I was just passed out. I, I woke up, and my first thought mm, is, I was I like, see oh, it's a buddy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Buddy. Yeah, Actually, my good buddy, Dave, from work. But anyway, uh, my first thought when I woke up. <laughs> my first thought when I woke up is, I was like, oh, no. Is it, like, 4 a.m.? Did I, like, miss the podcast entirely? So I was very glad that it wasn't later than it was. It was weird, because I was on it, like, you know, it was, like, 8.15. And I'm like, yeah. playing a game with with e like where the fuck is everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> or are we keeping this as a cold open <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah welcome to drunk bowering episode number 70 um yeah that's about all i got i see hunter you're eating something over there do you, you got something to you got a nice drink that pairs well with that um actually yes i didn't I, i'm not eating this like because of the drink. However, the drink works extremely well with it, um, which I'll, I'm about to crack it open. So this is a drink that I, I uh, you know, often if I have an exciting drink, um, I will tell you what the drink is before the podcast and just not really describe it very much or give my opinions. I'll just be like, oh, wow, this drink is interesting. However, this is one that I, uh, I didn't want to tell you what it was until right now. It is the Flying Dog Double Dead Rise. Which is an imperial summer ale or a double sub summer ale, and the the significant thing about it is uh it is an old it bay is old beer. Bay. <laughs> oh my god! Now apparently that this double dead rise here it uh it is the sequel to the dead rise. So there had there's a single that they've made before, and I had never I hadn't tried it then, but I've tried it now and. Uh, it's really interesting. It's definitely kind of, you know, it's got a little saltiness and spice to it, but they added Wait, some, it, like, lime. Does it taste like now. Old Bay? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. is it supposed to have Old Bay flavoring in the beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the description is, you freaks who lick the crusty Old Bay residue off your freshly steamed blue crabs, this beer's for you. Double Dead Rise highlights the bold spiciness of Maryland's most beloved seasoning. Only this time, with twice the heat and amped up ABV. Like its milder predecessor, this beer's blend of heat, salt, and lemon makes it the perfect sidekick for seafood, seafood, and seafood. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you are, you are that freak. Exactly, so, yeah. Uh, also, I'm I, assuming then you're eating something crab-themed. Uh, no, actually, it, the only reason it goes well is because it's like a summary thing. This is uh, Luigi's Italian Ice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I love this beer, but it hits hard with the nine percent, and it's not bad. It's like extremely salty, like when it hits your tongue, and then like like the lime and the rest of the beer kicks in and kind of like refreshes you a little bit. So it's a little bit of whiplash from like the salt and spice mm-hmm. to then like the more nicer elements of the beer. So it, I can't it, even imagine yeah. drinking Old Bay beer. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is so funny. Can't imagine <laughs> yeah. I would like it, but like I, I don't am hate it. That, like I do lick the old bay off my fingers after yeah. I'm, I'm done eating crab. So yeah, I think it works you surprisingly. Like if you it's don't, surprisingly... did you really eat crab? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It surprisingly isn't as like weird as you would expect. It is weird, but it's not as like out there as you would think it could be. Mm. That's my that's my opinion. Mm. It's good. Uh, Hunter, have you had other flying dog 
beers on pod before? Um, I've had a, I've had a good bit of Flying Dog beers off pod, not a ton on. In general, I'm actually not a big fan of most of their stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna bring it up because I got a I got a Flying Dog deck of playing cards. Oh, cool! Um, sitting behind me, and uh, mm-hmm. the so Flying Dog um, I hired this artist Ralph Stedman to do all their uh, all their labels. And they have a very unique has, art style. Yeah, yeah, my dad has a couple of his original prints. And I had one called Bats Over Barstow hanging up in my room uh, for, like, forever. Oh, fun. Um, so I, I, I know that brewery pretty well. My dad always has uh, quite a few of those kicking around our house. They have a lot of variety, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It just tends to not be variety that I'm all that interested in. Yeah. And well, for the, for the longest fucking time, they were one of two breweries or brewers that made sours that you could get around D.C., at least, like, commonly get hmm. around dc um and so for a while i thought i didn't like sours because i don't like their sweet their sea clench sour ale it's like way too limey and salty for me um so i was like oh i guess i just don't really like sours <laughs> yeah and then i had and then i had other sours that weren't quite as um just to be clear cassie you're getting slightly confused um sea quench is a dogfish head not flying dog Oh fuck yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah, what as soon as you flying dog, that yeah, that was one of them that we had. What was the what was the flying dog sour? Yeah, Whatever funny. the other one was. Yeah, I was just Whatever going to look up. In, in general, yeah, you yeah. are talking right, about right. flying dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, I did remember the wrong name of the ale. You are definitely correct, but oh, whatever the other one was was the uh, was the flying dog one that you could readily get. Um, and I didn't really like either of them all that much. And so I was just like, oh, guess I'm not a sours kind of guy. Um, and boy, was I wrong. I just didn't like those Funny. sours. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd hate that brewery. Like, God, I'd, I'd I'll drink their beer when dogs fly. <laughs> God damn it, Chase. <laughs> Holy shit. That was so it, bad. This is why we can't Christ. have nice things. <laughs> Come oh, on. Man. Don't lie. This is our entire podcast. So. Hunter, please, please cut that out and post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just bleep it out and people will think that he made some, like, incredibly inappropriate joke. Yeah. Um, Well, he did make an inappropriate joke. It's not in the manner in which you might be thinking. I'll drink that beer and beep! Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow, yeah, I can't talk about that. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did see what you poured for yourself, but uh, you want to tell other people what you're drinking? Yeah, I mean, not a not nothing stunning today, but uh, drinking some more of my massive bottle of bullet bourbon um, that we got at Costco. Um, Does it go along with some, your massive wrench? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just doing some wrenching on this bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fits perfectly in the neck, actually. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, just uh, just a whiskey and ginger ale. That's what we're drinking mm-hmm. tonight. Because um, we weren't going to have enough uh, whiskey tomorrow night. That's uh, I had to preface it with a little bit tonight. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, mean, just for some... I did. What? Uh, well, I was going to say I did only get one bottle. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I mean, you and I are going to polish that off. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I was supposed to like. God, I, I just had the wrong people that were there because, like, I was hoping to not have to go back tomorrow. But um, 
my mom was going to buy me a bottle of champagne so I could just go, like, pick it up because they do, like, online order reservations at New District. Yeah, this is um, context mm-hmm. that this is all for Cass's birthday, which is on Sunday or previous to uh, to when you hear this podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I wish I, him a happy birthday. I didn't realize I was coming up. Happy birthday, Cass. Thank you, Hunter. You're very welcome. But yeah, because it was my champagne birthday, and I'm turning 26 on the 26th. Uh, mm. My mom bought me, or was going to buy me a bottle of champagne. So I went by, and I was just like, hey, like, I don't really know what the process for this is, but like, do you guys have a bottle of champagne for me to pick up, or what's the deal? And the lady at the counter is like, yeah, I'm kind of new here, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, ah, well, fuck, okay, I guess I'll have to come back tomorrow. Um, funny. Yeah, oh, like your mom. Your mom bought you a bottle, and you went to go pick it up, and they, like the girl behind the register just had no idea what was going on. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Um, I also went to go pick up some other stuff, as in like you know the beers I'm drinking tonight, and uh, yeah, I bought a, a nice bottle of a uh, of bourbon. Um, never heard of it before, but uh, it was it was expensive, and uh, it looks nice. <laughs> Um, happy birthday to yourself yep. there you go so we went with it what are those beers uh, you're drinking tonight yeah so i'm drinking a brew hall collab with brass snack um it's a lemon dreamsicle yeah so lemon vanilla sour um i'm really big on creamsicles and like uh, you know lemon's fine and all but um yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I'm almost done with it. This was actually the beer I cracked for our game of Val, and then anticipated making our way through the beer. Uh, but I'm not I'm not used to this whole new thing of me being alive for longer in rounds. <laughs> so less time to drink. There's less time to drink. <laughs> oh yeah, you used to crush beers during games. That makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you just dead it. the entire time, just exactly. wasted. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I I didn't actually end up finishing it off. I got about a quarter beer left here. But um, Cass does the you know drink if you die thing like a challenge every time. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's uh, you know uses fresh lemon zest, vanilla, and lac- no, lactose. Classic, of course. Is, of course, that's why I like it <laughs> uh, to create a tangy, creamy, and mouth-watering flavor. It's a perfect balance between tart and sweet. Um. And then they're talking about the collaboration brewery that they did it in, but I don't know either of these breweries, so I don't really feel like reading that. Uh, yeah, basically, I, I would say that they really did nail, like, they, they did a good job nailing the the tart and sweet balance. Like, it starts off tart, finishes off really sweet. Um, yeah, I like it. It's not, it's not my favorite sour, but, like, I would definitely buy another four-pack of these, and they're they're pretty crushable. Would it just be better if it were orange, though? Yeah, I would think so, too. Um, I feel like that that's the, the thing I'm getting from it. I'm like, I do like lemon flavor. But, like, if yeah. you're going to make, like, a lemon dreamsicle, like, just make it orange and make it, like, what the thing is that everybody knows and loves. Yeah, I can see that. It is, like, I get it. It's like a citrus yeah. thingy, but, like, you know. Orange is just a better flavor for that, I think, because it's it's stronger and like less tart. I feel like I, it goes I don't know much if better it's with the stronger. I feel like orange lemon, versus lemon flavor. I feel like lemon's a pretty strong flavor. But yeah. is that just because of how tart lemon is? That the Maybe. tartness is what you associate with the flavor. Yeah, but like I I think if you were to use orange, which I personally 
would agree with you. I think that would have been better. Um, I don't think they would have quite hit their their tart to sweet ratio, which no, I wouldn't necessarily right. have a problem it, it, with. But like, yeah, you're yeah, you're right. But I think that it would just be better sweet because like that's what a dreamsicle is is just very yeah. sweet. It is a sour though. It makes sense that they want to go for some tart aspect there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it was just one of the they. They don't have like a ton of new new beers in stock at the liquor store, so or at least I think they do very consistently get in new stock. It's just my the beers that I want to drink are significantly more limited than that, right? Like yeah. if it says lager or pilsner on it, I'm not buying. <laughs> um and so like every once in a while I'll take a peek over at like the lager and like the pilsner section and stuff. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, there are a bunch of new labels I haven't seen there before. But, like, I don't really want to get one of those. So. Yeah, because it's going to taste like a lager or a pilsner. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I kind of agree that, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, a, like, why would I buy a craft lager when I could drink fucking Banquet? Right? Like, hey, it's can just. Can you get Banquet in Canada? Yeah, of course I can get Banquet. Oh, okay. Or like, I mean, the Canadian version of Kokanee, right? What, like, I, I could drink cheap lagers, and to me, they don't taste that much worse than a craft lager. So why am I spending five dollars versus two dollars mm-hmm. a can? Because mm-hmm. it's got a fancy label. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just ob- an obvious difference between like sours or, uh, I mean, there it just isn't a mass-produced sour really. Um, maybe, maybe there probably um... is now. Phillips, Phillips kind of does that. You can get their, like, you can get, like, a 12 or, like, a 24-pack of their, um, their mixed, like, dino sours, right? Yeah, but Phillips is still, like, edging on the middle between craft and... Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, like, mass-produced. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a Molson Coors, I don't believe, so... No, no, no. But, yeah, I'm surprised that there's no, like... Yeah, there really aren't any... You can't buy a two four of like an IPA. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no. that one. Oh, Keith's. Alexander Keys or whatever. That shit's Keith's. so okay. That it's like, bad. Have you it's ever really tried bad. it? It yeah. does not taste like an IPA at all. It was our ex roommate's favorite beer. Um, disgusting. Yeah, they're they're not good. Well, okay, I'm not confident they were his favorite beer. I think like he we just, just drank a lot. Yeah, well, I think we just drank a lot of IPAs, and he was trying to be like, oh, well, like. I should also drink some IPAs and would buy those a lot. I don't know. I feel like he like actively enjoyed them from before when we knew him. Because it's not like he got the idea for Keith's from us. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, there are multiple times when like he'd owe me like a six pack for something or whatever, and just be like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, you like IPAs? Should I just get you some Keith's?" I'm like, "No, please don't." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, please get me it's, it's definitely like a it's like a mass-produced pale ale basically is what it tastes like um which i think there are more you know pale ales that are from those big companies god, god i'll take a sierra nevada pale ale any day of the week oh those are pretty good yeah those are pretty solid i also grew up drinking a lot of them um but like also, yeah nevada i can't i can't let you slide with that what nevada 
Never mind. <laughs> Someone will get it. Okay. Um... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I say Nevada as well. Hey, yeah, you don't. You shouldn't. It's not how it's said. <laughs> Nevada. Huh. Just, it's just an East Coast thing. Yeah, yeah it's like saying Colorado. Ugh, that gives me the shivers. How are you supposed to say that one? Colorado. What? Yes. <laughs> I never heard either of those before. Yeah, Nevada, Colorado, Nevada, yeah. and Colorado. I don't know. Colorado. Say Colorado. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely it's it's how you say them with a west western accent, but yeah. it is also both of those are western states, and so mm. that is how they say them in the state. There you so. have it. <laughs> yeah, that does make them right. I mean, it, it kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> they can all collectively be wrong. Yeah, I don't it. know if, if you could be like, um, no, actually, the real name of France is France. Well, no, no, it's just like all Canadians say pasta. And that's just objectively wrong. Well, but but pasta isn't from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> if it was from Canada, then then they would be like, well, yeah, we invented this shit. We can pronounce it. Like, <laughs> real name right, is Linguini. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Linguini. <laughs> Um, anyway, are we talking about Valorant tonight, or are we yeah, talking about... I'm not sure. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Cut that off to next podcast. Yeah. All right, well, main bulk topic of the day. Think any agency need changes? This is the lowest effort bulk topic I've ever heard no, in my life. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, okay. Any what? I, I I didn't quite hear any. Agent do agents changes? need changes? Oh, do you guys, do, you guys oh, do agents need changes? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the most general <laughs> fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean, one thing that uh, you know, if, and a very low effort topic that stems from that is that I saw, uh, according to Mike from Valo Leaks, who uh, you know, is very reliable. There's some changes to Killjoy coming, and uh, personally, I really wish they wouldn't. I don't think uh, Killjoy is overly strong rather that this other sentinels are a little weak and then one big thing that people were pointing out online is that killjoy's pick rate in at the pro level is, is very inflated right now because literally her two worst maps where she has played a lot less are out of the game at the moment which are bind and breeze so if you just brought those maps back into the pool her pick rate would go down by like I don't know statistics all that well. It would go down by a certain amount. It would look less bad than it than it is now. Um, so I really just hope they don't do anything serious to my girl, KJ. I mean, I think that, yeah, her pick rate was really high at the pro level. Yeah. Um, and I see what you're talking about, that, like, yes, her two worst maps are out of the pool. Yeah. But that's doesn't mean that in the current pool she's not too strong. Right, like the current pool is lasting for X amount of time. It doesn't mean she's mm -hmm. too strong, like in this meta, because she kind of is very strong in this meta because those maps aren't even in the game. Well, it's it's so interesting. to base it on to base her strength on things that aren't in the game currently doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, I mean, the the key thing is that the maps being out of the game is temporary. Uh, Killjoy's strength uh, being nerfed would not be. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That could be a more permanent change. And obviously the maps is, you know, clearly Killjoy is very strong right now. I'm not arguing any, I'm not arguing against that, but I think her strength is very different than Chamber's strength uh, back in Chamber meta days because Chamber 
was, uh, you know, was just overpowered that, you know, you had, you had to pick him, uh, to just frag out, you know, with your, with a star chamber player. Um, whereas Killjoy, I really, I really do feel, and I think, I don't feel like this is an overly hot take that she just is considerably better than the other Sentinels in, and the other Sentinels are, have a lot of room to be better. Like, you know, Sage has just been nerfed ever since she was S plus tier when the game came out. Chamber obviously is uh, at the kids table at the moment. And then Cypher, you know, is, you know, is Cypher. (laughs) I feel like Killjoy, or sorry. um, I feel like Sage doesn't really count for this discussion. Mm, I feel like, I feel like she counts. You, you pick Sage for different reasons than you're picking a Killjoy or a Cypher. Or even a Chamber. And Chamber also, like... Chamber's in a tough spot because he's either... Like, you don't have the same subsect of players that play Chamber that also would pick up a, a, a Killjoy or, uh, or a Cypher on the right map. You had star players playing Chamber so they could fucking click heads. Um, yeah, yeah, and and so like I I feel like the real comparison here is and like from from a ranked perspective, like sure you could include Chamber in that list too of like it, his job is to deny the enemy team an area on the map, and he does that with his his setups. Um, I feel like Sage just does that reactively instead of proactively, and so that's not. I feel like Sage isn't really in contention here. And you pick Sage for different reasons in a team comp than you would pick any of the other three Sentinels. Well, I mean, the big, the obvious difference between Sage and the other three is that Sage doesn't have any uh, proactive info. Not Proactive isn't the right word. She doesn't have any info abilities uh, in terms of, oh, yeah, trips. Here, here's someone. But... Um, I think I think it's fair to include Sage in the conversation because by picking a Sage, you're de- you are devoting a pick in your team comp to an agent who doesn't smoke, doesn't flash, doesn't proactively get info, and like isn't an aggressive space taker. So it's more like you're dedicating a role to not doing any of the other roles by picking a Sentinel, even though sage her role in the team is different than the others i still feel like she's okay to put in the conversation because you're still giving up the other stuff that's not a sentinel role yeah, yeah but i mean I, typically if you pick a sage you're not going sage cypher see at the pro right exactly yeah you see a you see a fair amount of sage killjoy on icebox uh, is that well, yes but that's is too strong currently but that's well you, you could get into that but i was also going to say you know that's also very significant that if you're going to run double sentinel then you're really giving up something when it comes to, you know, running double duelist or double controller or double initiator. There are a lot of perks to all of those other double setups. So if you're choosing to do double sentinel specifically, you know, you are giving up something. Yeah, especially like if we're talking on Icebox specifically, like Sova's fucking good. Jet is fucking good. Reyna. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I love Reyna on Icebox and pros do as well. It just, you know, it doesn't really fit, unfortunately. Yeah. And it, you need a smoker, Viper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Harbor, throw Harbor flag, in there as well. Where are your Viper flashes? Harbor. 
I mean, I, I see you, you yeah. see on Icebox teams going no flash comps to run yes. this. Yeah. Right. Um, which is fine, but like KO is also very good on Icebox. Yeah. Yeah. So I you're giving you're giving up that info and um and flashes to, okay, to like run I, that double sentinel. I, I understand what you're saying, but like my whole point is you you would never see a team playing um like Killjoy Cipher or like Killjoy Chamber Chamber Cipher. Cast, you you, you you're literally making my point. If you would never uh-huh. see it, if you you're making my point, Cast. If you would never see a team playing you know, Cypher, Sage, that's indicative of the fact that they are still the same role. No, no, no. I never listed Sage in that. I what? said you're not going to see a team play KJ Killjoy, Sapphire. and Cypher. Oh, I, I must Killjoy have missed and her. Oh, and Chamber and Cypher. Okay. Right? Sorry, my bad. Okay. Like, you're, you're not going to see any overlap between those three. You, you're you're going to take one of them. Oh, okay. But you might mind. also take a Sage, which is why I'm saying that it's not quite the same. Except in the Chamber meta. This is a... Yeah, but like... Like current chamber, yeah, yeah. Um, like it, I, I, I don't feel it's fair to loop to to link Sage into this. She doesn't quite fulfill the same role in a team comp that the other Sentinels do. I, I think it's very fair to include her in there because you know, aside from the angle that I was taking before, that you know, she being a Sentinel is about um, primarily you know controlling space that you already occupy. And that Sage still does that. So like, yes, because the info is such a, like, you know, there's a, the reason that you're, of of what you're saying of, you know, not going for Cypher Killjoy comps is that there's definitely a point of diminishing returns when it comes to, you know, defensive info. Uh, Because, you know, if you have one person alive watching flank and they're not a very aggressive agent anyway, so they're unlikely to die early in the round having someone else also with stuff on flank, you know, gets you way less value than having the first person doing that, especially comparatively to what you could be getting. I don't think that necessarily means that, oh, well, you know, because you can't run two info sentinels, that Sage isn't worth considering as a sentinel because, you know, there there still is overlap, especially on defense, even if less on offense in terms of how she's played. I think we've like diverted from the main point here because I, the point that Cass is arguing and that I am kind of agreeing with is not that Sage isn't a Sentinel. Like we, I think we all agree that Sage is a Sentinel oh, and that okay. her role is the same in, in that manner. Right. It's not like there should be a, like a separate category for Sage because she does, it's the same like space controlling stuff, but it's mm-hmm. the, when we're talking about the killjoy pick rate, um, that you know sage is kind of in a different category in that aspect like when we're looking at at that specifically and like how killjoy is played in the current meta sage is not in the same category as playing uh killjoy cypher uh chamber i i I guess i see what you're saying um yeah i i guess to like further you know take chase's point somewhere like, I don't think a buff to Sage would affect Killjoy's pick rate. But a buff to Chamber or Cypher most likely would. I I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about that. And uh, 
yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to go back. I would like to look at the statistics to see how often people do run only Sage Sentinel comps. Probably not super often. Uh, I, I I feel like it might have more of an impact, but the problem is Sage is also in a bit of a weird spot where the question would be what would what would the buff be? Um, make her slows do damage. Make her so make herself <laughs> heal. Do something again. Uh, yes, yes. Make self self heal great again. Yeah, I, I mean, just to be clear, I fully agree that Chamber Cipher buffs would vastly more affect Killjoy's pick rate. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe Sage would have more of a would have a non-zero impact. But either uh, way, yeah, also, the other two are Sage more. Sage is also in a weird weird spot where she just overperforms at low elo, and so Riot doesn't wanna. Riot and in general, in, and in general, can, in they consistently as well. nerf her. Like this ties into the original conversation yeah. as well. Like I think that Sage should get herself healed back, not necessarily like to it being great as Cass was making the little mantra, make Sage or like self heal great again, but mm-hmm. um, make self heal exist again. Yeah, you know, like it's so fucking useless. It's hilarious whenever I see anyone do it and just see the, the health like ticking up extremely slowly. Like, either make a small, small increase with fast pace or slow pace with a with like a significant increase. I, I, I just like, I'm not even sure why Sage Selfie was in the game to begin with. Because they have to differentiate her heal ability from Sky. She could just have a worse Sky heal. Well, to be fair, it's not really a worse Sky heal in that you know, you you target someone for a split second, press your heal. Yeah. Now you can you can do whatever you want from that point, yeah, and then they true. get the full benefit of the heal. You don't have to be holding it and have your utility yeah, out to heal yeah. them. Right, right, yeah. right. right. Do you Which, need like, yes, for Sky's heal, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, you do. Uh, it's not just the. Be, uh, I thought you no, just you, needed to be in the range. No, the, there's no, the range no, and line of sight. Yeah, mm. yeah. Good um, to know. Yeah, so don't break line yeah. of sight with your Sky player when they're healing you. <laughs> okay, um, I... Sage is fine. She gets picked on the maps that she gets picked on, and she gets picked consistently on those maps. Yeah, and but she's well, less she... fun to play. The thing Not with... that I've ever really played yeah. Sage, or will ever play Sage, but, like, I think that she should be, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that they nerfed her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's very much when it comes to the whole like pick rate versus um, success rate at the uh, and opinion at the rank level. She's very much the anti KO. Where back when Riot was discussing, you know, sentiment versus uh, success rate, which was such you know such an incredible uh, dev thoughts or whatever they call it, best one ever I think because it's so neat to see how they think about the, these things and look at the data. Um, that KO was in a position where he was perceived as being very strong, despite having one of the worst win rates at ranked of any agent. Whereas Sage was the opposite. Sage was perceived as weak uh, by the player base, despite having a very high win rate at the, uh, you know, at the ranked level. So it, it's kind of funny because it's like, well, you know, is there a little bit of a headroom to buff her because people perceive her as weak so that, you know, people are going to be okay with her having an even higher pick rate because, you know, they don't really know. I mean, win rate because they don't really notice it at the moment. It's kind of an interesting situation there. 
Yeah, how does Sage have such a fucking high win rate? Because we're always well, like, mostly... fuck having kills on your team. Like, it doesn't actually yeah. matter. It's mostly like, okay, first of all, they they talked about how Sage just overperforms at low EVA. They, they, they didn't show all the stats, so we don't know for, call it Ascendant, Immortal, and Radiant, but like, they kind of implied that Sage's pick rate for that pre-nerf was, or Sage's pick rate to win rate stats for, for high elo were totally fine. It was just, she way overperformed at low elo. And I think that has a couple of things. Number one... That's not how I remember it, but anyway, go ahead. Okay. People at low elo aren't great at breaking her wall. Right? They just gain passive knowledge that, hey, no one's fucking here if they're not going to break my wall. And people are more likely to just five-man stack and push something in which case you drop a slow, well, that's slowing all five people. Um, maybe someone's working elsewhere on the map. But, like, you get more value more value out of your slows, and then also people are less likely to hit headshots, and so your heal also has a larger value in terms of you healing somebody back up to 100. Yeah, true. I mean, I think the wall, the wall nerf is fine. The wall nerf is great. I'm just talking, like, the heal nerf, I think, should be reverted or changed. Yeah, she just shouldn't be able to self-heal. Uh, that's a weird take. Y- yeah, I, you know... Like, that, that's, like that is the opposite heal. of what I'm talking about. That is making it go from a shitty self-heal, an option that you never use unless you're last alive, to just not having that option ever, which is even more bullshit. Like, if you take away her self-heal, what are you buffing to make it a change instead of a, a just another nerf I mean, you can make her teammate heal just tick instantly i mean sure if we're doing that but that's that's insane yeah that that would be very frustrating to go against yeah because then you could absolutely have cases where you know you hit someone 10 times well 10 no you, you hit someone you sage uh, could heal them mid gunfight right like, no, as someone's gotten hit, no, like, the heal twice mechanic. in the chest. You can't, you can't be healed until, like, four seconds after you take damage. It's, I think it's two, but, Ooh, yeah. Okay, two, but, like... But, like, with the instant... Yeah, I mean, still, you, like, that's, that's, well, like, a, they just that's hide a peak. A second. That's yeah. a peak, come back out of the peak, get healed, immediately peak again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not it's a not quite a jiggle peak, but, yeah, instant heal is yeah. strong. But I, I think make the fucking self heal better. That was my initial point. Removing it is the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, if I play Sage, I'm unbinding the heal teammate option. Yeah, no, Cass. Yeah, Cass, I went oh, back I, to the Dev Thoughts. not having a heal at all. I went back to the Dev Thoughts. They said about Sage, this was in September of last year, mm-hmm. still one of the best agents in the game across all skill bands in Ranked. Despite, despite player sentiment indicating that they're the fourth weakest agent. Yeah, interesting. So I, I don't, just to be clear, I don't disagree that Sage does overperform at the lowest ELOs, but that's in, that's mm-hmm. saying that it's not just lowest ELO. Yeah, okay, so then at what point does she need a fucking buff? Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, where, you know, if you have players feeling like, man, Sage is weak, but, like, she isn't, do you go with... No, you, you shouldn't buff you... it. If people think she's weak, they think she's weak. 
Well, like part of part of it is maybe then you look for like side grades, like things that don't really move the needle that much. But but then why bother? Well, because hopefully you can get to you can with, with a side grade. Hopefully you get people to say, "Oh, that's cool." Sage is better without her actually being better. There's just she has a different option at her disposal or something. Like, uh, like I honestly think the whole self heal thing is kind of in the whole side grade uh, realm, just because it feels awful to have it reduced. But self healing is one of the least important things that Sage does. So, like, I don't really think it moves the needle a lot. It just really sucks <laughs> the way it is at the moment. Yeah, like, self-healing is not very yeah. useful in-game. With the big asterisk like of the way it has been implemented up, like, recently. The whole, uh, you know, healing yourself for 60 versus teammates for 100. Um, although, actually, I guess it used to be 60 for you both. It used to be 60. Before the changes, yeah. it was 60 for both, but... Mm -hmm. Or was it 80? Whatever the heck it was. It was, no, it was a 60 number. for both, but it was so much slower for self -heal. Right, right. Yeah, it was, yeah, the time was the difference. It was much slower for your own heal. Back when Sage first came out, well, when Valorant first came out, um, Sage's self-heal enabled her to be a duelist because it was a heal to 100 that happened with the speed of a, uh, an ally. So you could peek an angle, heal up to full real quick, and then come back out. So, like, if, if you were to buff it that much again, then that would be a big problem. But, like... The way it was before versus now, now just feels bad, but it doesn't really change how you play Sage that much. Yeah, and I think the the wall nerf does more. Oh, it does a lot Taking lo a longer time to fortify. Mm -hmm. It does a lot more, especially in lower elo, like you're saying, is that yeah. it's easier to spam that down. Easier to spam it down as one person <laughs> instead of uh, multiple people. Yeah, um, or multiple people working together on a thrifty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Sage even. is totally Sage is in a totally fine spot right now. Well, I mean, the big thing is that I guess I guess she still has some use at the pro level. I just like Sage. Yeah. I guess I just I'd think like she probably she just feels like less fun to play. Um, which, like, yes, Sage's team like role is to like kind of sit back, you know, plant the bomb, and yeah, and then don't... deal with your teammates' health, but like. <laughs> I'm Fuck, totally that's fine boring. With not picking Sage in my games because they think she's boring. No, I mean I think Sage is. I mean she is boring. Like it's just. <laughs> but Sage was always boring. But she doesn't have to be. Is like you should play her boring most of the time. But if you yeah. need to, you should be able to play her aggressively. But like you know one v three because if you are if you are that character who is sitting back for most of the round because your utility is better used to support your team. Great. Yeah. But then that means you're more likely going to be in one VX scenarios. Mm -hmm. And yep. in one VX scenarios, you need to have some sort of thing, or it's cool to have some sort of thing that enables you to, you know, exist in those one, like have a chance, you know, like it doesn't have to be a good chance. But, but if, if, you okay, know, if, if I have something that helps me deal with the, that, including, like, a self-heal that actually does something, um, you know, like, I am more likely to win those, like, 1vx scenarios, and it's more fun to play. Even even if I'm not even more likely. Like, if, if yeah. Hunter is saying, even if you make a sideways change here, 
if yeah. it makes me feel like I have a chance, it's more fun. Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, a Sage, in a 1v3, you shouldn't have any utility left. You should have used your utility already. But your your heal recharges. Yeah, yeah. like 45 right. fucking seconds. Yeah, now. but you could have used it 45 seconds ago. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the round, having very your heal often, recharge is not like this ridiculous yeah. thing. Very often yeah. at the end of the round, when you're in this 1vx scenario, your heal is going to be up. I mean, most agents who have a something on a cooldown they have a decent chance of having it up in a clutch situation. Yeah, like yeah, pretty. Well, at this point, they should probably just switch her heal and her and her slow orbs then. Oh, we had we had this debate on a podcast a while ago. Like, like I don't, I don't give a shit that Sage is boring to play. Don't play Sage. That's fine. You know, that's that's the entire fucking point of this thing is do agency changes we we should want to see all of the agents played yeah eh. and the key thing is i'm not saying they need to completely you know rock the boat and rework things so that sage is like every bit as good as killjoy in the meta uh you know i i just think that it would be nice if they could do something and the self-heal seems like an easy place to start to be like okay something went wrong here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go back like, to the kitchen. Let's boring, cook something if, up. If you're if yeah. you're in one v threes constantly, and you're just there's nothing I can do here. This is bullshit. Like I have no flashes. I have no smokes. I have no like. There's no utility that can help me in this one v three as Sage. And um, it, maybe maybe it's if just you... it's just fucking bullshit. You're like I'm gonna not yeah. play this character anymore. But like yeah, that's, that's, that's... Cipher playing retake all the fucking time. Yeah, but you have your cam at least. Yeah, you have uh, your cam and you can bring your trips side. with you at, at times as well. To, you can cage things out. off. Yeah. Exactly. I probably that's... left those on the other side. Hey, well, that sounds like a, you know, you should have brought problem. them problem. Yeah. Well, I, I, sounds I like an issue, know. not an ish me. Yeah, but uh, that's one of those things where it's like, well, my cam here would be great to know if they rotated back. Yeah, the, so uh, the trips are controlling map space, and once I drop my cages, I can't pick them back up. But yeah, I mean, the cam letting you know if they rotated back or not is good utility. You know, uh, we, we've talked very theoretical so far about this whole Sage issue, but but I think I've, I've solved it. I've figured out what they should change the Sage uh, right-click uh, self-heal to be. Uh, rather than self-healing, you can right-click to heal an enemy uh, while, you know, having line of sight to them. And then if you then kill that enemy that you've healed, you get three alt orbs instead of one. <laughs> three alt points. <laughs> it should just be used for <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're like here, you heal him and then you tap him in the head. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you peak um, heal, he misses shots on you, you repeat kill. <laughs> no, you got a I, chunk I, of points okay, towards I, your hole. I think also part of the problem with you making sages self-heal better, or like maybe they could just make it so that <clears throat> when literally there was no one on your team that you could heal. Sage's left-click heal will just heal you. Which, like, I'd be totally fine with because that fixes the problem that you're saying of in, like, a 1v3 how she's got no fucking nothing going for her. And also, like, I don't feel like you should incentivize his sage, you should incentivize Sage's to be self-healing. Well, I mean, just... I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of, I kind of like that change. Here's the thing. I like the change on a theoretical level. On a practical side, I think it would be very frustrating in-game because, you know, you take a quick look around, you don't see your team's health bars depleted, and so you think you're getting the self-heal, 
but it turns out one of your teammates is 95 HP. So you go to left click and can't do it. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, what's going on with that? Like, I feel like it could, well, it how I, how I interpreted gases was everybody else was dead. That's the only time. you oh, can oh, oh, okay. Also, I was going to say like, maybe you just, when there are other people that could be healed, you right clicking just doesn't do anything. And you're like, oh, okay, there's someone that could be healed on the team right now. And then if there's literally no one on your team that's alive that could be healed, then you can actually hit right-click. Kind of as in, like, when I'm playing... Oh, Cypher that, that is to, what Hunter was saying, then. I go to put my yeah. cam somewhere, and it just doesn't let me put my cam anywhere. And it's like, oh, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. Or, like, there's no corpse, I hit it, and it's like, can't do that. Or give me a corpse or whatever. Or, right, like, you right. hit right... You give hit me a right corpse. Click. Yeah, you hit right-click, and Sage says, give me a corpse. <laughs> and, and <it> <laughs> oh my god that'd be kind of also i want sages in my game because i want to be rezzed yeah <laughs> especially this applies way more now that you're playing phoenix than anyone yeah because i'm play. dying a lot more yeah okay you, you have a res yeah i want to be rezzed twice yeah chase wants to die three times in a round is what uh, we're oh, saying okay all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, i want to die three times in a round and get an ace <laughs> he's trying to give the enemy team uh, a the highest effort ace yeah yeah i mean the mm -hmm. last kill i would have to die and then get a molly or wall kill <laughs> oh, oh. Well, uh, <laughs> you, you see, i was thinking you'd just be giving the enemy team the 7k i mean let they don't give you a kill for the uh for the phoenix soul, yeah, which so. is also yeah. kind of bullshit like it's kind of not bullshit but like it's really annoying. Yeah. In the I same kill... way that, like, downing a KO is kind of, like, it doesn't give you the kill, it gives you an assist. Yeah, but, like, but when the KO eventually dies, you yeah. get the kill. Yeah, unless no you're... Him. Unless someone else on your team sprays them down. Oh, do they steal the kill that way? I think so. Oh, they, thought, they do. The they kill, do. I thought the kill went to whoever... No, they the KO. person who the person who fires the last bullet that fully downs the ko that kills them mm, which is, is the person bullshit. yeah that kills the okay. ko interesting i didn't know that i assumed i assumed that you got an assist for that oh yeah i think that would that would be KO, more fair that KO. would be more fair yeah if, if uh if nothing's if things aren't too exciting like on site at the moment i've killed a ko well i've downed a ko the rest of my team is lighting them up and i'm i'm like looking around the site i'm not seeing any any threats I'll like flick back to the KO and make sure I put the last damage into him so I get my full kill that I that I earned there. Uh, I, feel like, I, I do think about that. When, there, there are times when like whoever downed the KO will be holding a different angle, and I'm like, well, this KO is staring straight at me. I don't want him to be calming where everybody on site yeah. is. I'm gonna fucking kill this down KO. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't know that I was taking somebody else's kill by doing that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. were. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Also, now, but at any rate, probably worth it for the comms, but like it shouldn't work like that. You should yeah, get the yeah, assist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying it, it. It feels bad when you, you're not having a good game. You got like you know, like let's say you're like two and nine, two and ten, right? You kill the phoenix as he's entering site. You get traded by his team because they're doing a good job of following the phoenix alt in. And you still have two. And now you're, you're fucking like, two and ten. You're two at eleven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck, dude. Like, yeah. like I, I killed the fucking altered phoenix. Like, you know, put something on the goddamn scoreboard to represent that shit. You get an assist if the if the phoenix then dies. Yeah, but like, it feels bad. I don't. Know. I, I I've had a game where I had more phoenix alt kills 
Or like I had killed Phoenix alt more than I had kills. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Because this Phoenix was farming orbs, entering, I'd kill the alt, I would get traded, and my fucking scoreline is dog shit, but I'm dealing with the fucking <laughs> Phoenix alt every fucking other round. Your ACS was, was better than your KD. The, the, the guy was the guy was fucking farming kills too, so he had alt like literally every other round. Oh man. Yeah, it does like, up up your ACS, your like ADR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um one thing about about the Phoenix Alt from the other side that's very frustrating that I remember when they made this change and you know I, I hated it from the get-go, which is that, you know, even though you're not dying as Phoenix when you when you, you know, die in alt form, if you die to arena, you literally drop the essence of your soul in the form of a soul orb for Reyna to just completely heal off of. Completely neutralizing the effect of your Wait. ult. Um yes, that's what? correct. Oh yeah, you yeah, drop Reyna, a soul orb to Reyna when Reyna you die when you get when Phoenix a soul orb off dies. Phoenix. Wait, I did not realize it, that. It's bullshit, and it's been in the game for years now. But I, oh, I hate wow. it. Yeah, you drop a soul orb or whatever when when yes. you die in your Phoenix ult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do right. you in your in your uh, KO ult? If you're down, does it drop or does it only drop mm, after? I'm pretty sure it only after. after. Yeah, it's it's after for yeah because your body's still there. Yeah, uh, oh, that should not give an orb. But it's dumb because no. like your soul isn't leaving your body. You're literally okay after that. Yeah, uh, lyrically, but, I hate it. Yeah, lyrically, I hate <laughs> it. And then also just practically, you know, assuming a one v one situation here, uh, Reyna's signature ability completely completely negates your, um, you know, your ultimate ability because if you both trade damage, then you know. As you know, as Phoenix, you're, you get all that back as health. But you know, as Reyna, you don't. Except, oh wait a minute, you can just heal off the orb like you could if you actually got a kill. And Riot said that they they made the change uh, probably like a couple a couple like a month or, or two after the game came out. Uh, when the game came out and Reyna came out at the start of the game at the actual launch of the game, this wasn't true. And then they added it in. They said it was just for consistency reasons. They thought it was too frustrating for Reyna's to feel like they got a kill and can't dismiss or do whatever they wanted to do. But, you know, it, it seems unnecessary to make Reyna just unfairly strong against a Phoenix ult. But you know what? We really need to nerf Reyna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I will say Um, nerfing Reyna relative to Phoenix is okay to me. That specific relationship. I know is fine. Yeah. Um, Unrelatedly, I, I'm I'm streaming my screen right now because I was looking through this uh, state of the agents. Uh, that's what it, that's what it was called, not a dev thoughts. Check out this thing at the bottom. You guys see this? Yeah, yeah. There's a photograph of a glass of orange juice and like yeah. a spring roll or something. Well, well, yeah. So this is this is a teaser for Harbor, and yeah. I didn't notice because I never looked back at it afterwards. It's literally a picture of a harbor. Of a harbor. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was so, uh, like, on the nose. And, like, obviously we had no idea at the time. But I was like, that's so funny that they were that, like, direct. Well, yeah, you hit. don't know what the fucking agent is going to be called. Like, sure, yeah. it's a team. But, like, uh, yeah. I just thought that that was wild. I'd never noticed that. Like, that. that's cool. That's, like, a very hindsight. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hindsight yeah. Easter egg. Right. Um, I kind of like things that were, like, in plain sight like that. But maybe, mm-hmm. like, a little bit more you know, you could have figured it out. Yeah. But like you, like in hindsight, it's so obvious, but like you could have figured it out. But maybe like the name, not necessarily the name of the agent, but if it was like, you know, uh, 
Uh, if that if that photo had like some of like Gecko's pets in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the thing that I really don't care about when a new agent's coming out and I haven't released the info yet is what their fucking name is. Yeah. Like I I, I don't really Yeah, because the names are like, very like random. They they don't follow yeah, a pattern like, or anything where they're easy to guess. Yeah, it's like I wanna like I, I want teasers and like leaks and hints at at what the agent actually does. Yeah. yeah, if there was a cove in the background or like a wall yeah. of water or something like that would be cool. I guess there was the wall of water card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean just just to be clear, I'm not I'm not saying that this was like, you know, the best teaser Riot could have done or or any I wasn't trying to make any point off of this. It's just wild to be like, "Oh, that was a harbor." Cuz he's harbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no like yeah. For, for sure. And I I understand that, but we we're just then taking that point being like, yeah, other things. Yeah, I was talking mm-hmm. to Oliver over the last week um and he, he said we we were reminiscing about how you know when the game first came out and you look at the battle passes it, after like uh killjoy came out it became clear that they would use i believe it's the like the middle card of the very last chapter of the battle pass to tease the next agent coming out mm-hmm. and so like we had just realized that we were like oh wait a minute like there's this, there's the Killjoy turret before Killjoy. I bet this like green card with this weird looking bird thing. I bet that's going to relate to the next agent. And sure enough, we were correct with Sky. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was fun back in those days figuring out how these things go. Whereas now that's just common knowledge. It's like, oh yeah, there's the there's the new teaser card. Yeah. Um, okay, but speaking about Harbor, I think this is another agent that like is kind of hard for Riot to to tune properly at least to the level that i would be happy with because interesting take go ahead yeah i think that harbor is probably really strong when you're playing a double controller setup but that just doesn't fucking happen in ranked like you're you're lucky to get one controller hold up there chief hold up there double controller I, i take big issue with what you're saying because I mean, we played a double controller game earlier today where neither of us were the controllers. Or I guess yesterday. Well, I mean, I, I, that's not even where I was going. The fact but, that yeah. you might actually have double controller games in ranked. I, I, first of all, I tend to agree with Chase that it might happen. But where I was going with it is I don't think ranked is tight enough until you get to the, the uh, you know very top levels to where you can't have Harbor be a single controller. I think Harbor as single controller in ranked is decently viable. Especially on or, certain maps. But I would rather you just picked Viper. Mm, I think you're still sleeping on some of the potential of Harbor. The biggest the biggest thing you get of Harbor versus Viper is the fact that your wall, once you learn how to curve it and can visualize in a space what you want to do with it, it's the best line of sight blocking ability in the game. You can just have it do so many things that Viper Wall can't because of Viper Wall being a straight line. But it's so much longer. But when it comes to defense, yeah, you just need to get put, used to spamming your stuff. Uh, when when you put uh when you put attack and defense together, I'd rather you just play viper. Well, here here's the I thing, mean right? I I tend to agree with that, but I also think that a lot of ranked games are scrappy enough that you can get away with the harbor. Yeah, like, here's here's the thing as well. One of the things, a lot of hay was made by us and others about the fact that Harbor doesn't have great stall potential because he can't punish you with any sort of, like, status effect or damage for pushing through his stuff. But the fact of the matter is that when you're playing Viper, you know, you're, there is downtime 
with your with your smoke orbs that like mm-hmm. what is whatever it is 15 seconds or whatever 10 seconds after the round starts if you pop your stuff immediately your stuff is going down whereas with harbor you can throw your high tide out and then spam your cascades at a choke point particularly if it's like icebox a site where there's like a main choke point to enter site throw your cove out as well I mean, you can buy a ton of time. I don't know. It's probably like, you know, 45 seconds or something if you use all of your utility to stop the push. And yeah, you know, are you punishing in the same way as Viper? No. But like one of the things I was surprised by in Lock-In is seeing how much, you know, Harbor's utility was good for stalling, despite what we had feared, that Harbor's would throw their stuff up and teams wouldn't just W key through it because, you know, it's, it's still a smoke. Well, you still have to respect it. They respected it a lot more in pro. Yeah, and I, I think that's twofold. Number one, you're talking about, first of all, you have to push a smoke. Number two, I think the slow mechanic in pro play is way fucking stronger than it is in, like, the average rank level. Like, movement is, like, movement, especially movement mid-gunfight, is a massive fucking thing to pro players. And, like, it's just, like, it's not that that's not, like, an important factor at lower ELOs. It's just oftentimes people aren't good enough to make maximum value out of that. If that sure. makes sense. Well, I, I mean, if that... you get killed while you're in that slow, is it because you were slowed or is it because you were pushing through a wall? And I think it's yeah. more to do with you pushing through the wall than it is to do with the slow. Y- yeah, well, that's even that's at the I'm pro level. Agreeing. Yeah, even at the pro level. Sure, but I think like when you flash out of that wall, right? Like what? Let's say you. Let's say you sky. At the pro level, people are a lot better at uh, playing anti flash, dodging flashes, like being like, "Oh, there's a wall here. Somebody could flash." So if there's two of us playing on the site, let's play different angles that wouldn't be flashed by the same flash. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Which again, I think this leads into the whole thing that like, like sure, his stall can be fine in pro play, but like, sorry. If you're playing Harbor on Icebox, as your example was, Hunter. Yeah. Right? And you're you're trying to stall that A main push. None of your utility is going to stop Arena from fucking leering through and the rest of her team did W key in through that smoke. Or that wall. Sure. So that doesn't actually offer you a lot of stall on its own. Now, the Viper Orb, being in that choke point, is a lot more punishing to, put th- to push through, even if you're going to flash through it. And on top of that, Viper can molly that shit off. Like True. I just, I I just rather have a Viper or like or on attack, you know. When the Viper's like, hey, like, plan here. I got some lineups or whatever. Do you I also get vulnerable to Viper smoke? No, just mollies. Just molly, okay. You you just you, like, you, the smokes. You just decay. It's kind of large, so you decay quite a bit when you're. You decay it and vulnerable and molly, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like. There, there's, I don't know, I have seen some interesting stuff with, like, a harbor gecko to get spiked down in awkward locations. That is something I was going to bring up, is yes. that that's, it's... like, one of the biggest, like, utility combos that I see a benefit with harbor for mm-hmm. is wingman. That it gives yeah. wingman that extra few seconds of not spam ability. <clears throat> Which could be good, but... And, like, I guess if you have the wall up to get him there safely, too, like, say Harbor puts his his wall up, you set your wingman out, people don't necessarily know 
exactly where Wingman is, so it's kind of hard to spam him down through the smoke. Yeah. And then when he goes to plant, you probably know where he's planting, but if the cove's up, then there's a good chance he gets that plant off. So yeah. like, I, I do see some synergy there, which, like... I can see on Pearl one, really well. But... Yeah, like Pearl B-Site, for example. Yeah. Um, number one, that, that does require you to play Gecko Harbor. Um, and so if you're going to make the argument that, like, oh, well, like, I'd prefer to have a harbor here if someone on the team's running Gecko. It's like, well, may- maybe I could see that. But I don't think that's that much better than you put it than you sending out wingman with with the viper wall well i i think cast you're just really sleeping on how incredibly flexible harbor stuff is that first of all I, I never really went back to what you said about the viper on defense just to be clear yeah i agree that there are some definite definite strengths in terms of the value you get of slowing mm-hmm. push with viper i just think that the harbor stuff isn't as bad relative to that as we feared it would be or you know before the say he had the second cascade it certainly was a lot worse but like yeah when it comes to uh, using the viper wall to though get your wingman to plant or just to get your team on site you know mm-hmm. there just are so many sites where there are a few viper walls sometimes only one that's good and then you and the enemy team get used to like playing around that from your other games whereas with harbor you can just approach things so many different ways because you can block off completely different lines of sight based on wherever you can get your wall to curve to. Like your your strat book just is so much bigger with a harbor on your okay. team than a viper. But I don't know if that's worth having the worst defensive controller for the for half of the game. Yeah, but now, my, my whole you, point maybe is if you start on attack and you can just dumpster them hard enough, but also in pro play you could go with that strategy. That hey, we're just gonna fucking wreck them on attack, and we only need a couple of rounds here. On the other half, but like in a ranked game, you don't know if you're gonna be playing attack or defense first. Uh, Cass, I think you are vastly overestimating the impact of Harbor's slowing uh, weakness uh, in just in terms of how strong he is on defense. Like he might be the worst controller on defense with regard to that that one aspect. I don't know if it's fair to say that he's the worst controller on defense overall because his ability to, you know, to wall wherever is best when he's like approaching a retake um, to, you know, block off the part of site that you guys still have. And then when you're actually doing the retake itself to be able to start the defuse with the cascade and the wall to block lines of sight and then the cove to stop spams through that. I think Harbor is the best controller in the game at retaking. And I think his weakness in slowing pushes doesn't, you know, cripple him so much that that means he's just the worst on defense overall by a big enough margin to where you're like, oh man, Harbor's just a liability on defense. We can't win rounds on defense with Harbor on our team. Like, I, I just don't okay. see that. I, I don't think that's correct. All right. Maybe think about it this way. Have you ever been scared of pushing into a site that Harbor was holding? Yeah, maybe not. No. Because, like, let's take, like, I, I know Breeze isn't in the game at the moment, but, like, B-Site Breeze. The enemy team has a Viper. Fucking hell, we're not going B. 
Yeah, I mean, you're picking you're picking That's the home of nightmare. Viper to. Yeah, to yeah, use yeah that. I know. I like I I I I'm aware that I'm cherry picking scenarios. Yeah, like that's this, like right? saying you know we don't want to go down highway on ascent uh, B oh, site when there's the a KJ on. there. Yeah. Right, exactly. It, it, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, I don't sure. see a but segment like, where where Harbor is like that. Yeah, there is no scenario in the game that I'm pushing into a site and I see some Harbor util and I'm like, fuck, let's get out of here. Like I I don't even want to test the waters, like. There are definitely multiple sites that that Viper has some setups on in which her wall is not even all that useful. It's just a combination of her smoke orb and her mollies that just do not allow you through a given choke point. A site ascent. Yeah, like a a site ascent. Um, B site split. B site pearl. Um, Did you say a site ascent? Viper is so bad on Ascent. Like, I, you, no was, one's playing Viper on Ascent. Yeah, yeah, I didn't In say general, I said Ascent, <laughs> but, like, A-side Ascent, when I am playing against the Viper, I ain't going A-main. Sure, but, like, <laughs> if yeah, the other team has picked Viper on Ascent, you're, no, you're doing no, no, pretty but good. That's but that's because yeah. Viper's wall doesn't really do dick on attack on Ascent. Right. Like, there, there just aren't a bunch of viable Yeah, there's not a lot. Wall. Like, there, there's nothing you can yeah. really wall off on Ascent. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I that, mean that, yeah, actually, you like, can plant dice pretty well, but yeah but but then you don't have the site so much a site like i'm not trying to argue for viper on a (laughs) set right right um i'm just saying that there is a use there like that we're just talking about all sites where like if there was a viper there holding it on defense if i were to like see viper utility i'd be like fuck not going here and that is one of them yeah yeah well just to be clear I am agreeing with you that, you know, Viper is scarier to push into and you get significant value from Viper's ability to be, ooh, spooky decay and mollies, you know, push through here and die. Like, you know, that's that's a legitimate thing. I, I just feel like Harbor's value is different and mm-hmm. still good on defense. And I would argue that on maps that are maybe not ascent, I'd rather have that than the flexibility of Harbor's utility on offense. Now, on Ascent, if you were to pick a Harbor over a Viper, I'd still think you're throwing a little bit, but I guess I, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. We got I think I'd still rather have the Viper. <laughs> Maybe, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I'd rather have an Omen or a Brim. Yeah, I would rather an have Astra. an Omen or a Brim or an Astra. But, like, I, I can at least see for taking a site, Harbor's wall is actually quite good. If you use your wall, you block off uh, you block off switch, um, and you you just kill all of heaven, which like Brim would need three smokes to do. Omen quite literally can't do that. Right. I don't know if Astra can do that. Like, like I, I I do see some value there. Now on on B site, I'm trying to think. You can block off. I mean, you would you have to like cross the doorway, CT. but then you could do marketing. You'd have CT, to cross yeah. the doorway, yeah. Well, I mean, you could also do it from like links. You could also just, you know, be yeah, maybe oh, yeah. from link. I don't know what the length is, but like you could probably you, block you could. off, yeah, market CT. Yeah, because it would just be a sharper angle than yeah. you could. I don't from know if you would want to block off stairs. You might want to take that gunfight stairs. Um, I would say typically, yeah, you would. You, you would want... block off stairs. No, no, I, I would say you'd fight. want to take the gunfight stairs, typically. Yeah, I think you'd want to take the gunfight because stairs is just way more wall-bangable than garages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you yeah. probably should, if you have multiple people pushing, like, if someone swings you, 
you should probably either trade them or be able to spam them down. Um, I have really poor luck spamming people through stairs. Do you guys find that? Like when someone I, when someone peeks me stairs and I like take a shot and like hit you know a body shot or something and they dip back behind, mm-hmm. I have a really bad conversion rate of spamming them through for the kill. Well, you have to go down with your spam because of the stairs, right? Well, yeah. Um, that well, also, if I hit a body shot, then maybe you know I'm hitting a headshot through the wall, which is maybe what I want. But also, like, yeah, we obviously that's a, an aspect of it. But that is a specific scenario where I'm like, I feel like I should be getting more value here than I am. I'm gonna be honest; I'd never take fights with stairs. As Jed, I smoked no because you you dish to switch, yeah, yeah, dish. and then you dish, you dish, dish, to dish, to, dish to switch. Oh yeah, um, and then. As Cypher, like, yeah, that's not my job. As Cypher, that's someone else's fucking, that's someone else's duel. Um, that's often my duel as Phoenix. Yeah, is that Switch? Yeah. Well, well is, uh, that, is that Stairs? Oh, sorry, Stairs, yeah. yeah. Uh, assuming you're not playing a Killjoy, could you not just wall similarly, eh, similarly to the way that Harbor would? And just go highway. Now, I get it. Yep, if you're playing a Killjoy, yep. you probably don't want to go highway. Fair enough. But the Phoenix but... Wall doesn't go over stuff as well as Harbors. I believe it, it costs it length to do that. So going up yep. to, like, market would cost you length. I would Phoenix also wall. point out that to date playing Phoenix, I have not curved my wall once. Interesting. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't blame you. Like... You know, while it is kind of funny, it's, it's, I, when I played Phoenix, it took me a while before I started curving my Phoenix wall as well. So I'm not really judging you. Oh man. I think. Yeah. I mean, I I thought I'd just get fucking roasted for that statement, but also Uh, like, I I, I, never, ever curve uh, my wall. I'm going to roast you a little bit. Um, (laughs) You should. Okay. Uh, It's just something that you might want to, might want to learn. Somebody has a really good YouTube video out on this. But Phoenix is arguably one of the best agents for retaking a site haven. Um, and he has any the this dude put up like it's like a two and a half minute YouTube video, uh, just explaining what you should be doing. And basically, there's like there's a Molly lineup to clear out graffiti, which is the very close corner as you exit. You know the fifty fifty with hell. Yeah, I think it's called graffiti. Might be called fuck. I I I, I thought it was called graffiti. You know what? It's probably called Monster. Either way, um, you can clear that 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 corner right there with a with a really cool Molly lineup that's pretty easy to set up. Um, and then you can curve your wall so that you can then take a dual hell or like flash hell, take a dual hell, and then flash through your wall to take a dual either um, short or long or just anybody who's left on site. Um, but you need to curve your wall to do it. You need like an S wall for that, right? I think it's that just. We're talking about? I think it's just a C. You need an S tier wall, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. you need an S tier wall. Um, <laughs> but like e- e- either way, somebody had a really good video just explaining like Phoenix is one of the best agents in the game for retake. A. Um, might be worth checking out. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's something that we all agree with. Very non hot take that. 
the standard metric by which we determine how agents should be ranked and how strong they are is their retakeability on Haven A sites. I think that bumps <laughs> yeah. Phoenix up to S plus tier right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, As you can I... see in the pro meta that, uh, you know, Haven A site is the reason why uh, Phoenix is picked on all maps. And uh, yes, and yeah, I, that also ties into what we were talking about about Killjoy being so god tier. Her ult for retaking A site ascent, <laughs> fucking busted. That that's clearly a big part of the reason why she's the you know number one right now. Yeah, yeah. I saw a really cool setup with um a a a breach aftershock and a KO Molly, in which the KO just threw his Molly onto the ground inside of A site, but the outer ring reached. Uh, the Killjoy Molly on the other side of the wall. The Killjoy the Breach the Aftershock. Yeah, sorry, Killjoy yeah. Lockdown. Um, and the and the Breach Aftershock, the Lockdown. And so collectively, mm. they did enough damage. Um, yeah, it, it, it was really cool. And clearly, they... Clearly, this team knew that that's what they were going to do when they pushed into A-Site and Killjoy had ult. Yeah. They're like, yeah. hey, look, Killjoy's ult's going to go down here. You Molly the ground. I Aftershock. And KO didn't need like a line, like neither of them needed a lineup to do it. And yeah. so as soon as that came down, they were very quick to just get their utility there and break it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting because KO is obviously a very meta pick on Ascend, but Breach really isn't, especially running them together. So running Breach in your double initiator comp, you know, mm -hmm. with that as a benefit of it is kind of interesting and cool. Yeah, especially because you're probably ditching a Sova to do that. Yeah, you're or ditching a duelist. Oh, yeah. I see what you're you saying. Like triple, triple initiator. initiator? Yeah. yeah, triple no. initiator comps were pretty meta for a minute. Uh, yeah, maybe if your IGL's name is Scream, and for some well, reason... If your IGL's like name Scream. is Scream, you lose games, so... Yes. Uh, did either of you see those videos <laughs> by Sideshow where he just roasted Carmine Core? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh my I god, those first, were so funny. I saw the first, like, one and a half, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 did, I saw the first one before you had brought it up. Mm -hmm. and then you brought it up and i'm like all right well, i'll go check out the rest of them to be honest i didn't know there were more chase you're time. missing out yeah you need to watch this because he just roasts them viciously and it, it's really it's really interesting how like you know i relate to scream a little bit after watching the videos where uh it's clear that scream enjoys thinking about the theory of the game and has a lot of a lot of big ideas when it comes to what he wants his team to do but then when it comes to the heat of the moment and it comes to actually executing, he's just God awful. <laughs> he just is making the dumbest mistakes that like, you know, someone a, a level far under him should not be making. And uh, it just ends up looking completely ridiculous and seems kind of absurd that he's the one leading the strategy, given how awful the strategy looks in games. I know it's like, it, it's a bit of like a, like all these videos are a bit of a backhand compliment though, in which, the backhand is like the mountain. I, I don't know. It's actually on Bjord something. It's like the mountain from Game of Thrones, whatever. I know none of you guys saw that. <laughs> right. Big yeah, ass motherfucking dude backhanding the shit out of you. But then there's also just a little bit of like, hey, like, that was kind of nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of, he's like, his whole point is like, this team has the skill and would actually be good if they just weren't fucking inting at all times. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he, just to be clear, Sideshow is very high on Scream's ability as a uh, fragger and as a mechanically good player, which I think is is hard to disagree with. Yeah, but it's which like, is why he continues to lead these teams, right? right like, right. he's consistently yeah. been, been in teams that don't perform well, yet he still continues to lead in IGL teams. 
Right, and it seems well, like he really just needs to get with an IGL that he's okay to humble himself and follow, and then he can go do his thing. I thought this was the first time he was IGLing with Garmin Core. Well, he he'd IGLed with Liquid. Yeah, Wait, Liquid what? had like rotating IGLs. Yes, oh, yes, they had they had weird shit. Okay, Liquid, Liquid was like, none of us really IGL. We kind of come up with group strats. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah right. I, I, I didn't yeah. know that. But at any rate, um, I, I just remember pre-lock-in, Scream gave this interview where he's just like, yeah, like, I, I just feel like picking a duelist just isn't really the right decision. Yes, like, yeah. you're giving up so much utility. Um, or, like, you're giving up so much team utility when you pick a duelist where like you could just pick like a KO yeah. instead or something. And Scream does not know how to use KO utility. Fucking sucks with it. Yes. Um, despite him playing KO a lot. Despite lot, yeah. playing yeah. quite a bit of KO. Also having played CS. Like what the fuck? Right. How do you not know how to fucking KO <laughs> flash properly? Um, you played CS. But then also, <laughs> dude, just play a duelist and go click heads. Yes, I chose was saying that as well. Just play Jack. motherfuckers and go in and click fucking heads. Yeah. Like, that's what you're good at. Fucking do that. Yeah, and what what Sideshow was pointing out from watching the clips is that they, they, uh, basically, there were several no-duelist comps that, um, that Carmine Corps ran. And the way you have to coordinate who's doing what when you have, like, these triple initiator comps um it requires a lot it really tests your team uh abilities in a way that having a duelist doesn't because it's much more clear who's doing what for like a basic site exec um the new zera is their breach player and sideshow mentioned how there were several times where new zera just wasn't using breach utility or was using his breach utility very weirdly and it seemed like for someone who's a breach main and had played a lot of breach before, a lot of that was due to the role issues of like not really understanding who's supposed to do what that like, yeah, it's, it's all well and good to say we should all have maximum like beneficial utility, but the level of coordination required to figure out like who's doing what, when, and then who's the person who's going to be sacrificial to be the one to go into site first and die. Uh, there's just a lot. It just is, puts a big strain on, everything your team's doing. And so if you can just, you know, have a duelist who gets value by fragging out, like, mm-hmm. like, or, no or need dive, to mess around right? at all. Just, yeah, exactly. The dive agent is important because yeah. one, it takes that first contact mm-hmm. and pulls crosshairs and pulls attention toward that agent. Yeah. Whereas if you're like running a bunch of initiators, you have to be a lot more coordinated on, okay, my utility is taking care of this on our exec and my utility exactly. is taking care of this on, and you all have to execute that in a lot faster timing or like more precise timing than a duelist being like, I'm going in that will distract you guys. Then use your utility to go in after me to uh, distracted opponents. Yeah. There's also like, yep. The, it's very hard to pull crosshairs if you don't have a die. Yeah. Like, people like, are focused on a choke. Yeah. If you're coming out of a choke and you don't have a dive, yeah. Or someone who can rapidly be not at that choke. Like, it, it is very hard to, to break crosshairs. And Scream was and, like, not doing also... a good job of, like, KO right-click flashing and entering yeah. that way. He was doing um, a shit job of, you know, what you that, expect. That's also good. something that, like, is... Like, like if you don't have someone who's going to just, like, outright just be like, I'm fucking going there. 
Um, even if you flash out, I'm like, I'm sure Chase, having played Phoenix, knows this a lot. You're going to get tapped, even though they're flashed. Yeah. yeah. Someone's just going to spray that angle down. And, well, they know where you're going to be. And even if you don't get outright head tapped, like, you, you might take a, quite a bit of damage. Um, whereas having, like, a, a, a Jet, a Raze, a Neon, a Yoru, literally anybody that can just be not right here at this choke as you're going in is, is really valuable because, like, I, maybe pro teams are a lot better at this, but it's really fucking hard to deal with, hey, who's going to spam this Jet Smoke or hold this Jet Smoke for the Jet to pop out of it, Right. Like, mm-hmm. do I do that? Is my teammate doing that? Do I just hold the the choke? But then, what, what if I hold the choke and the jet pops out of her smoke and just fucking shoots me in the side of the head? Yeah. Um, like, it, it, it's really hard to get that down, especially at a ranked level. Uh, I, I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's somewhat difficult at pro level too, but probably a bit easier. Um, like, even a fucking omen smoking and TPing into it. Like, I know that NRG pre, pre-current NRG, like, old, not optic NRG, um, was, was using SOM on an Omen to do exactly that when they wanted I to I don't get it. Like, color. current NRG is also not optic, so. Y- you know what the fuck I'm <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's so like, different. Like the way that they're running strats is like entirely different than the optic like way of doing things. And so like you could really just you can't even compare them as teams. <laughs> Chase becomes a Reddit commenter. <laughs> well, actually, um... well, yeah, they don't have a gate to just click push his glasses. <laughs> Sorry, artist. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was one of the greatest tweets of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah just the... FNS, just being like, yep. "Nice knowing you, artist." <laughs> when, yeah. Gabe, when Gabe posted that he was dropped from C9. Uh, okay, okay, so Cas, yeah, were you Sorry, you you said you were leading us somewhere? Was that in anywhere in particular? Or was it this off-topic uh, rant style that you were leading no, us to? No, 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 no. Chase, er, sorry, Hunter did kind of touch on it because a bunch of Killjoy nerfs were. Uh, hinted at slash confirmed by Mike. Fuck, I don't, I don't know the. Do we know name. what they are? Because we didn't actually talk no, about. What the... No, we don't. Nope, um, we don't. This is classic us were... speculating on stuff. Yeah. Well, basically, this isn't even me spe- speculating. This was some other people speculating. Um, I want to say it was Thinking Man's Valorant, but I could be wrong. Uh, we're talking about the like, and he also brought up the point that Hunter did, in which like. There is a chance that Killjoy is not actually too strong, and it's just that her two worst maps were recently pulled from the pool. But, um, and he heavily advocated for buffing Chamber and Cypher instead of nerfing Killjoy. But then was talking about having perhaps, uh, he said the only realistic nerf that he could come up with for Killjoy that didn't just utterly destroy her was having some of her stuff be more permanent when placed. In terms of, like, yeah, maybe okay. not being able to recall stuff. So it's like, hey, like, you you set your stuff up, and, like, that's, that's going to be where it is. Um, I think the only really relevant piece of utility for that would be the Alarm Bot? 
I, I mean, you can, can you pick up your mollies? You, you can you can pick up your mollies pre-round only, like Cypher Cages. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I guess it'd just be a Warnbot and Turret. And I, I think that's and then the what turret presumably like, you'd get another one back after it's destroyed after the cooldown. Yeah, but you couldn't reduce but, the cooldown by picking it up. Yeah, but if they don't, yeah. if they don't go to the site that you set your turret up on, and they don't destroy your turret, right. well then you just w- would they make your turret self destructible then? Do you not currently just knife out a Kiltro turret? Not your own. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you oh. can't. Right, you can't destroy your own. Well, so, you know, I, I, I was asking that question, then I was just like, yeah, but they don't have friendly fire on in this can game, you knife so. your cypher uh cam cast <laughs> to be honest i've never tried i'm pretty uh, sure they can't reach it he, he can't actually place his cypher cam anywhere so <laughs> yeah. he can't knife it if he tried the rules, the he rules has to stab himself in the in the belt because that's where he's keeping his cam uh, yeah yeah um, um like yeah what what if you were able to then like shoot your own killjoy turret and then it yeah. it did the full cooldown as if someone yeah, shot like it and then you were seconds, able to place yeah. it yeah yeah, if um, if the turret and the alarm bot then couldn't be picked up, would they then be global? Ooh, and, yeah. The other, ooh, I uh, would that be a a buff as well as a nerf? It would, but I'm wondering it if that would work be, out to be a buff it... or a nerf overall. That's yeah, kind of why I, I was asking. Be a buff a overall. I think that'd be a buff. Overall. I think it'd be a buff overall as well. Um, but the other thing he was talking about is like maybe you just reduce the radius. So Killjoy's got to be pretty close to her shit. I don't know how close, but, like, I, outside of that, like, I kind of agree that, like, I can't really think of any, like, what are you going to make her fucking alt? Nine goddamn alt orbs? Right. Like, maybe like, you, just, fine. Do you just maybe roll it... back the changes so that more agents' utility can break it? No. Yeah, no, like, that's, good. that's tough good. because yeah. it's a lot of, like, it's a lot of individual changes, one. But, like, that is when Killjoy became really strong. And we talked about it on the podcast there because we were yeah. like, who thought that the winner out of all of this would be Killjoy? Yeah. Um, and it really has turned out that it was Killjoy. That, like, yeah. she's way stronger now because nothing can fucking break her ult. But that's also just, like, a feels-bad moment when a breach aftershock breaks your fucking ult. Yeah, I mean, that's stupid as well. Yeah. So, Or, like, a KO nade through a wall. You know, like, so how yeah. do you balance that shit? Mm-hmm. KO nade at like if you have a lineup, KO nade can still deal with it. No, I meant through. I like said yeah, yeah. No, I, I get the through the wall. As you yeah. were talking about, like no lineup, right. just just at yeah. the ground. Yeah, right. Is stupid. Yeah, I personally I think they should revert that change in general. But you know. yeah, I hadn't thought a ton about the the whole Killjoy thing, but um, I I would agree that making the utility permanent could be okay. Um, with the with the same range. I could also see. I feel like if they made the the circle that Killjoy has to play within significantly smaller, they would then have to also reduce the cooldown, make her her stuff non permanent, and reduce the cooldown for when you pick it up. Just because I oh, feel yeah, like her. that could very quickly become w- making her way too weak if she has to babysit her utility that closely. Yeah, yeah. for reference, it was not both them being permanent and reduced range. Oh, I know. I was I was it saying was it could go either of two ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Because if it was both, that yeah, that would just be a game. Yeah, dude, that would just yeah, that would. I mean, it might not quite be the chamber treatment, but it'd be pretty fucking close. Um, it wouldn't be anywhere close to the chamber treatment. The chamber yeah, okay, was fucking destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Chamber was shot yeah. off at the legs. They're right. Uh, they, they they definitely hit chamber below the belt. 
Um, I mean, yeah, we didn't even have to touch Chamber, but we all agree that, like, Chamber needs some changes. Yeah. Which, like, as the resident Chambermaid, I'm not sure what you do to, like, put him back in without making him stupid. Like, yeah. Okay, first of I mean, all... I think, yeah, I think at nauseum we've... we've uh, yeah, we've yeah. covered this a lot. <laughs> we've yeah, covered yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then the next question is, so like, uh, that was originally where I was going with that. Was oh, can I say, can on... I say one more thing on that topic? It's pretty quick, Cass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that I also think that, you know, we only have four Sentinels. We need another Sentinel. A fifth Sentinel could really do a lot to make this fresh. You know, like when Sova yeah. was, when Sova was just standing out above the pack as an initiator, having Fade to compete with him was huge. So just having another Sentinel, I think would be very nice here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Sova's also, are you vaping meta, essential oils? That is correct. I'm surprised you knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you familiar with this? Uh, I mean, somewhat. Maybe not the exact one that you're you're hitting, but there yeah. are. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's the one that um, that I've seen before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just saw you hitting that. It's like the the wooden handle. I was like, yeah, that's for sure an essential oil vape. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like swearing off the nicotine. It's just that my current vape I was not very happy with, and I was like, you know what? I'll just buy disposables if I'm feeling the nicotine and then have something else that's a bit cheaper and healthier for my daily driver. That was kind of my thought with it. Okay. Um, so we've got two more smaller things to cover here. The first one is, and this was a, a Reddit thread, in your opinion, what is the best agent to start playing more aggressive with that is not a duelist? I oh, saw that um, today in, in its game. Okay. Now, I think KO is the de facto answer, but I have... A different one. Astro. Um, is it Brimstone? <laughs> it is not. Cass is a big fan of the aggressive Brimstone, though, so that was a good guess. James. I am a big fan of the aggressive Brimstone. Um, uh, yeah, not a duelist to start playing more aggressive with. Like, it's just KO. Like, it's not just KO, but, yeah. like, KO above all else. Like, if you're looking for an answer, it's KO. Yeah. If you're looking for... Like, if you're looking to someone, or for someone that, like, you want to be aggressive on, but you don't want to be a duelist, the answer is KO. KO is, like, the closest to pseudo-duelist. But, not solo controller omen. Hmm. That's, that's fair. I mean, that, that one brings us into you arguing earlier about how fucking yes. double controller comps yes. are stupid yes. and never Very... happen. No, no, no. I did not say that they were stupid. I well, said you that said that happened. they never happened. Yes. Um, but... but also, you would have been happy to say they were stupid if we were arguing against Harper. Now... No, Let's not... I'm let, all on board for a Harper Viper setup. Let's not mix our words here. That is exactly what you would have said. Uh, no, because I've, like, I feel like Harbor is fine because of, like, as Hunter was saying, the flexibility he provides you on attack when you have somebody else who can fucking play smokes on defense. Hey, I need a fucking dome smoke right the fuck here because they are rushing me down and I need some help. And Harbor's like, uh, my wall will be there maybe in a bit. But I'm also, I'm on the other side of the map, so, like, I actually can't even reach that far, so, like, good luck, Chief. Yeah, I mean, when you're yeah. mentioning the whole uh, Omen Duelist thing, I was thinking that just because of the complete differences in how they go, it depends on the map, but I, uh, some Harbor Omen comps could be pretty cool. Yeah, you get... Omen can flash himself in, 
He can worse yeah. smoke and dash. Much worse, but yeah, but can. And you can do some like there. There's some there's some dumb shit that I used to do on Omen, especially on Split, where like mm-hmm. your paranoia covers sound, and so if you catch people with your paranoia, you can like undetected TP across an angle or behind them. That was very that's a very common one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just like fucking directly TP behind them after they're paranoia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have the anime. Fuck, dude, I should know what the line is. Um. I don't, I don't know what the line is. Forget about it. Uh, <laughs> there's the classic teleports behind you and stabs you in the back meme, which I, I don't know the Japanese line for that. But, yeah. Like, I... Now, obviously, the problem is, back when I played Omen, and admittedly, I was much worse at the game when I was doing this, I was fucking inting. And I was inting for a couple reasons. Number one... I didn't really understand when and how to smoke outside of, like, execs on attack when we're five-man pushing something. Number two, if you do dumb shit as Omen and you die, well, now your team doesn't have smokes. Yeah. But if I play the Omen while Chase is playing, say, a a Brimstone... Or I'm playing, say, a Harbor. That never happens, actually. Um, Why doesn't that never, ever, ever happen? (laughs) Uh, Because I play Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not this act. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not about to play Omen this act. So like, yeah. Chase isn't going back from the Phoenix. He's a he's, he's installed a cheat to his game that literally just disables every other agent permanently, <laughs> so he can't select. Oh, them. dude, that's actually a really cool cheat. I have that one for chat. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, would I ever play the aggressive Omen? No, I'm gonna pick chat. But all I'm saying is. I think aggressive omen could be cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what's your second topic? Uh, I have it up somewhere. I gotta find it. It was up. I here. mean, I would I would like to to wrap this up relatively soon because it'd yeah, be nice to. Gotta, uh, I know you gotta get up early. Go to bed Where soon. Fuck did this? Oh. Well, I can't really find it at the moment. I know. God damn it, dude! I got way too many fucking tabs open. I had a summer. I mean, whatever. We can well, we can touch base on that later if I find it. Find find it. Uh, yeah, find it next week. Yeah. Also, I played with an omen earlier today that was obviously a massive Smurf. Um, I was on a lower ranked account too to play with Doobie. Um, but it really like the omen was playing super aggressive and fucking top fragged the lobby easily. Yeah. Um. But, like, yeah, you can play aggressive on the Omen, and also it, like, really showed me that fucking Brawn sucks. You had two Smurfs in that lobby, and on the same team, and all the other Smurf, like, or the other team also definitely had a Smurf. I was like, wow, like, this is just one game that we queued into, and there are at least three people who are not actually in Bronze. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... brutal. Yeah, it's it's really... I was thinking (laughs) about this 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 past week, that Riot really just made i think one mistake that they have yet to recover from and maybe never will recover from when it comes to smurfing and that's that there is a brief period in fall of 2020 where they were like you know what i think the solution to making ranked more competitive uh is to make it such that there's like a four rank up and down for anyone that you're in party with um 
And so they like tightened, they really tightened the screws down and made it very difficult to party with friends. And as a result, there was just this huge explosion of Smurfs uh, that like drastically increased the problem. And, you know, the issue is now you got some people who Smurf and spend money on skins. And just in general, if you were to all of a sudden say like, everyone needs two-factor authentication to like play the game, like, you know, there should be a lot of people who'd be very pissed about that and would it would be a big, it would be a big deal. And like, they've done things now to where it's, there's much less incentive to Smurf where it's a lot easier to play with your friends. And like, it's harder to grind your Smurf to the level. Like many, 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 many times playing that you're not five stacking. Well, I mean, the, the big thing as well is that iron through silver three can now queue together. If yeah. you were, if oh, you were yeah, silver yeah, three, pretty... the lowest you could queue with at, 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 at that time was bronze three. Anything below bronze three, there was nothing you could you couldn't queue with your buddy, um, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's really an issue where I'd be curious to see the statistics on of Smurf accounts how many of them were made during that period versus later. But I, I think that period, both in terms of the accounts made that people are still using, and just in the fact that it normalized Smurfing to a great extent, I, I just think that one thing just ruined the whole uh, Smurf versus regular account thing in a way that's you know difficult to recover from. Yeah. Also, I mean, my, like, my alt account was like silver two, silver three, right? And I mm-hmm. just got placed again today. And because I've been playing mostly with, with Doobie, I got placed in bronze two today. And I think that's also because, you know, the whole rank reset. No way. Uh, yeah. where, where it dropped you got you placed least, in bronze two? It, well, remember that the whole rank reset dropped you at least three ranks. And I never placed since then on that account. Um, so I had to do like a full, like... All five I mean, games of getting placed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do a full five games to get placed, this act. Um, so it dropped me the full, like, three ranks, but I've been popping off on that account. Like, there's no way that they actually think I'm runs to, and maybe I'll just get a double rank up when I actually do rank up on that, Yeah, which I think is most likely, but still, like, that's significant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like you were throwing on that account in terms of how much lower it is than your main, despite the fact yeah. that you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. And I do quite well on that account when mm-hmm. I'm playing. Yeah. I mean, Hunter talks about that. Cause I've been mostly playing on my alt this act. Uh, Cause I feel like I'd be inting playing on Cypher on my main. Yeah. But also I play a lot with Tony and I can't play with Tony on my main. I'm almost at the point where I can't play with Tony on my alt. Like, there, there, yeah. there are so many people that are in the situation where it's like, well, yeah, I want to play with my buddy, and there'd only be two, maybe three of us. We're not going to get a five stack. I've got to like, get on the ult. Like, it, it's, it sucks. Like, I wish I could play on my main, mostly because I have all my fucking skins on my main. And, like, also, like, I always want to play comp on my main. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. it doesn't matter whether I'm fucking wasted, whether, like, I just always want to be on my main, whatever, whenever I'm playing, that's the most fun for me. Like, if I'm yeah. on my ult, it feels like I'm playing unrated. But... Yeah, I, I feel like that's where Valorant fucked up in. In that... They should have tried to make unrated the main game mode. What? Like, it, it, it's something that, like... That I got to experience from playing, um... Like, Box 2. about this before, too, yeah. yeah. It, it's like, by having... By not having the comp, like, because comp is the main default queue in Valorant, people always want to play that. And because of that, when you want to play with your buddy, you still want to play comp. 
because you want people to be taking it seriously. And therefore, you're in a situation where now you have to smurf down to play with your buddy. But it's not only other people that are taking it seriously. It's, like, me, like, specifically, like, you know, I guess that's also other people taking it seriously. But also, like, I'm not going to be taking it as seriously if I'm not, if I don't have anything to lose or gain from this game. Yeah, Cass, I I feel like you made a big mistake in what you just said there. Yeah. That, first of all, I I agree that COD having non-sweaty COD as the main thing with the sweaty options as yeah the, the you know something that's optional versus mm-hmm. valorant being the opposite that definitely you know impacts this problem but i don't think that val could ever have unrated as the main game mode just because val is designed to be a competitive tactical shooter and as such you know everyone went into it wanting that competition and wanting to see their rank because like i i was there when the game started and everyone was like jesus christ where's comp because they didn't have the comp queue for like three weeks after the game launch mm-hmm. it was just un- unrated and everyone hated it everyone couldn't wait to get comp in their hands so i just don't think right. it's practical Fair to enough. do what you're suggesting yeah. no there. you 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 do raise a you do raise a very valid point there. like that that is definitely true um but yeah like i don't know like i don't think you're ever gonna get away from that like I don't know if there's a better solution, but like, may, yeah. like maybe we can think about it and come back to another podcast with a right. what we think might be a different solution to to the rank boundaries for for queuing comp. I'll throw it out there: no queue restrictions. Well, also Chase. I, I mean, I think this... that's I, there has to be other things that go along with that, and I also do want to go to bed right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to say uh, any more about it. Yeah, I, I was just say you don't have to treat your your alt like it's an alt. Like, I don't treat my alt like it's an alt. No, no. I mean, that's why I'm popping off. I'm not, like, listening yeah. to music or anything. Like, I'm I'm doing I'm doing my best also, right? Yeah. Like, but, you know, it's, I'm just doing very well. And also, it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel the same. I don't know. I'm not, I, I just, whether or not I'm treating it like, like an alt, it, it, it feels meh. I want to be able to mean. I want my I knife. My other... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did buy a battle pass in my alt, but, like... I just treat my ult as if it's my main account. It it is currently lower ranked, yes, but like, dude, I is. hit I hit my inspect button on my mouse and and the knife doesn't twirl around or do a thing. Yeah, I'm like oh, I feel fuck you there, off, like, Fuck that. <laughs> it, it just kind of like looks at itself, like mm, I know I got this on another account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you want to lead us out of here? Yeah. With that shitty knife, we'll drink with you later.